All right. Well, I'm excited about today. Uh, we have been in the in this series called Answers, and if you remember, in uh, Easter we gave a survey, and we had you write down some questions that you had or some topics that you would like for us to cover, and we have gone through those, and this is our final week of Answers this week. Um, uh, if you want to get some of the uh, some of the information from last time that we did this, we have books available. We got three different books from the Answer series last week. And I got word that they're already start talking about this series, making them into some books. So that would be a lot of fun, right? So those books are for sale out there. They're for $5, and all the money goes to our vision fund, all right? But today is exciting because last week we asked the Hills kids, write down some questions that you would like for Pastor John, that's me, for Pastor John to answer on Sunday when you're here. And so today, the entire message is going to be me attempting to answer (laughs) the questions that your children presented to us. And I got to tell you, I have been so excited. Chris and I have been fired up about this this whole week, like just exciting reading the questions and going through them. It's been, but I'm going to tell you who's more excited than I am today. Jesus is. Jesus is so fired up about this message today because he loves kids. He loves kids. Kids, y'all hear me? Jesus loves you. Look at this. Here's a scripture that says this in Matthew 19 and 14. He said, let the children come to me. In other words, they were trying to push the children away. And he said, don't, don't do that. Don't be all religious. or what. Come on, let the kids come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. So all the parents and adults, we need to be more like them instead of trying to turn them into us. Amen? So, here we go. I've compiled the questions as best I can into an order of subject, and so that's how we're going to do this. The first one we're going to start with is questions about God. Questions about God. Everybody say, questions about God. How many got questions about God? You got questions for God? Yeah, all right. Well, so did your kids. We're going to start off really easy with a couple. How did God make God? Starting off really easy, okay? Okay. Another one, Paisley asked it like this. She said, how is God born? She wanted to know, how is God born? All right? And here's, what, here's the answer to that. God was not born. You were born. I was born. Everything else in the world was born. But God was not born. God was, God is, and God always will be forever and ever and ever. And I know as children... That's hard to understand, but you know what? It's hard for us adults to understand. And here's the answer for you. That's how God is. God is God. He's not us. He's not like us. He doesn't act like us. He doesn't be born and die like us. God is forever and ever and ever. The next question was, how is God alive still? How is God alive still? Psalms 90 and and verse 2 says this. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. I want all the kids to say everlasting. Come on, everybody say everlasting. Everlasting. Do you know what that means? Because you know I do a lot of Greek and Hebrew. The Greek and Hebrew on this is this. Everlasting means it lasts forever. 
It lasts forever. That means, how many of you ever had a favorite toy that broke? Raise your hand. You ever had a favorite toy that broke? Our favorite car, our favorite relationship, or whatever it is that you had that just broke. It gets old, it breaks down. Hey, kids, look at me. God never gets old. God never breaks down. He just keeps on being God every single day. The next question, also from, from Adia. Adia's got several questions. Adia asked this question, what does God look like? That's a good question, right? Well, Adia, God is a spirit. And so that means you can't see him. He's a spirit. If if he was here right now, which he is, you look right through him. You can't see him because God is a spirit. He's not like me. God is a spirit. No man, the Bible says, no man can see God and live. And I'll give you adults a little, little, uh, this little thing for you to study. I believe that's because when you see God, you become like him. The Bible says we shall, we shall become like him, for we shall see him as he is. So that's why the more you see of him, the more of his nature you take on you. That's a good word right there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I just believe if you saw God, boom, you would just become spirit. That'd be it. Done. You're gone. All your flesh is... So you can't see God, but here's what God does. Because he knows that we like to see things. All the kids, y'all listening to me, you still with me? All right. All the adults, you still with me? All right. I'm going to get on to y'all, okay, today, all right? Because God knows that we have to see things, all throughout the Old Testament, God would take on a different form, and he would show up just to let them know, hey, I'm around. He shows up as angels. He shows up in the form of of a man. He shows up in a burning bush. And all the kids say, fire. That's God shows up as fire, as as a form. But then the Bible says, but all these were just forms. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was God, but it wasn't. But then the Bible says in John, but then one day the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That means Jesus shows up and he was touchable and he was huggable, right? And that's how God shows up. And that's, that's what I love about him is he doesn't keep himself from us, but he comes close to us. Ella wants to know this. How was there people in the earth if God created humans? Well, Ella, there weren't people in the earth until God created them. But I love that. You got to think about how beautiful the earth is. It's gorgeous. And then God says that's not enough. I want, I want humans to be with me. So God wanted to be with us so much that he created us so that we could spend time with him. That's what happens. The next question from Addie again. How is God with us? Everybody say, how is God with us? Well, Addie, remember, God created man and woman to be with him, but man and woman decided that they really didn't want to be with God. Adam and Eve chose sin over spending time with God. But God still wanted to be with us so bad that he sent his son to die for us so that we, after we accept him, could live with him forever and ever. Jesus came and died for our sin so that he could live inside of us. Come on, how many of you love Jesus? You love Jesus? Man, I hope by the time we're done today that you love him even more. Speaking of Jesus, our next segment, 
are questions about Jesus. All right? Questions about Jesus. The first question is this. Is Jesus' favorite food cheese? And Kristen believes so. She, my little Italian over there is just fired up about it. I mean, all week long, and I'm in there studying, she would come by and go, Jesus loves cheese. I'm just telling you, he loves cheese. <laughs> you know what? We, we, don't really, we don't really know a lot. We do know that Jesus loves, we do know he loves fish. We know that milk and honey are a part of things that you hear about. And I do know this. He likes the best food. That's what he does. He shows up at weddings and he didn't, they don't have enough. He just makes the best that there is, right? How many of you are right there with him? Give me the five star. Come on, I'll take that best food, right? The next question by Ella, is Jesus allergic to anything? And I read that and Kristen said, hopefully not cheese. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what Jesus, I know... One thing that Jesus does not like, and that is anything lukewarm. Look at this. The Bible says in Revelation 3.16, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Anything that's lukewarm, Jesus goes, Yeah. Did y'all like that? Let me do it again. Yeah. yeah. You know what that tells me, parents and kids? That Jesus wants us on fire for him. That's what he wants. Somebody said, well, he's allergic to sin. No, he wasn't. He took sin on himself and conquered it, okay? Sin, no, that's not that. He's, he's allergic to lukewarm, okay? Sin doesn't bother him anymore. He's done with it. He's rolled over it and given us victory over it. Amen? Amen. Death doesn't bother him either, but he is allergic to lukewarm. So if you're going to be in, come on, get in. If you're going to love Jesus, love Jesus with everything you got. If you're going to be in a relationship with him, be in a relationship with him. If you're going to be a part of a church, look at me, let me tell you as your pastor. If you're going to be a part of a church, be all in. Serving, giving, passionate about worshiping, right? Don't you love the atmosphere that shifted? We had our Hills kids up here giving us, helping us worship our Hills kids leaders. That's because kids get that. They understand about being all in, right? Us parents could learn a lot from them. Come on. Jesus wants us fired up for him. All right, here's the next question. This is anonymous. Does Jesus like stinky shoes? Back to cheese. No, I'm sure that's just gross. Sorry. Here's what I know. The Bible doesn't tell us a lot about this, but I do, I do know that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. On the very last night that he has with them, he spends time by bending down and washing their feet. So I think that means two things. One, he likes clean feet, okay? But secondly, he's not afraid of stinky, dirty feet. And if he's not afraid of stinky, dirty feet, he's not afraid of stinky, dirty you or stinky, dirty me. But he's also not going to leave me stinky and dirty. He's going to bend down and all my nasty, smelly mess, right? And he's going to clean me. That's what Jesus does. I'm not a good preacher, but that's good preaching right there. Ezra wanted to know, what does Jesus do? 
I love that one. I was thinking about what he does. I, I imagine Ezra probably thinks he just kicked back with a recliner just hanging out. What does Jesus do? Well, I think I'd like to answer that question for Ezra instead of what does Jesus do is more who, who is Jesus. That's why I'd like to answer that. But who Jesus is, and Jesus is a friend is what he is. He's a friend. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So to answer your question, Ezra, what does a friend do? A friend loves you. A friend helps you. A friend cares for you. But Jesus is more than a friend. He's better than any friend. He's, he's a friend that's never going to leave you. Always going to forgive you, right? Anybody had a friend that left you? Either because they wanted to or didn't want to. They just moved. Now, raise your hand. You ever had a friend leave you? Yeah? Anybody ever had a friend get upset at you and mad at you and unfollow you on Instagram and not sit by you at the lunch table, right? Not Jesus. Never does that. He's always going to be there for you, always loving and always forgiving. All right, where are we? All right, here's one. How old is Jesus? Well, Cade, Jesus came to earth over 2,000 years ago, but he's older than that. Remember we read a moment ago that he is everlasting? That word means forever and ever and ever. How many of you, when you think about eternity, it makes your head hurt a little bit? You get a little dizzy, right? You're like, I always get a little queasy, like a little like sweat breaks out right here, run down my back, like, oh, God, forever, ever. Let me help you with that. Eternity is not a long time. Eternity is no time. That, that'll help you with that. So you can't think, uh, you got to think it's all gone. There is no time with God. He doesn't exist in time. He's not inhibited by time. He's not thinking like some of you are right now. Oh, Lord, can I stay in here for this much longer? How are we going to get through this? No, that's not how God works, right? Amen? Eternity is no time. So eternity, that's that's who God is. That's, That's how old God is. Lawson wants to know, how does Jesus fly? Oh, that's a boy for you right there, isn't it? How does Jesus fly? He flies because he has all power, the Bible says. He has all power over gravity, so he can fly when he wants to, do whatever he wants to. But also, he, he can walk through walls. Come on, what about Jesus? Check this. He can walk on water. He healed people. He raised the dead. And probably the most powerful thing is, he's living in you right now. If you've accepted him into your heart, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, that rules the universe, finds a way to live inside of you. I don't know about you, but man, that makes me feel just, I feel better about life just knowing about that. DeMonte wants to know, how does Jesus answer us? He answers a lot of different ways. Sometimes you pray a prayer and he answers it. But I would say the, the, the way that you find answers from him most is in his word through His Word, reading His Word, the preaching of the Word, the teaching of the Word, when, you're, when your parents teach you or when your Hills kids' teachers teach you the Word of God, the best place to find answers is in the Word of God. So if you have a question, do you know that every answer that I'm giving you today, I found all of them in the Bible? Every single one of them were found in the Bible. All right, our next segment. Y'all still with me? Everybody good? Hills kids, y'all, y'all, y'all fired up? Say yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard somebody back there. Good. <laughs> the buffalo in the, in the place today? 
The, the, next, the next segment are questions for Pastor John. Okay? And Braden wants to know, is it hard preaching? <laughs> Braden, not today. Because you're in here. Some Sundays it is, I'll tell you. Some Sundays it's hard preaching. Um, when you feel like you've got to say something that maybe people don't want to hear. Or uh, the Bible talks about correcting and rebuking and instructing. It's not always easy, especially when people are looking at you like they don't want to hear it, right? But preaching helps people believe in God and His power, and so it's worth it. Romans says this, How then can they call on one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? 1 Corinthians 1.18 also talks about the power of preaching grace and the cross of God. So, Braden, I've got the greatest job in the world. It has incredible, incredible eternal dividends as well, right? Another one for, for Pastor John, and I, I'm, I don't know if this is a question or not. It was just this. I love him. <laughs> and when I, when I read it, I was like, I love him? I was like, that? I love you too. It was anonymous. It was, that was uh, one of our teachers wrote that from one of our children that can't write. So uh, I love you too, whoever you are. I mean, that made, that made my week right there. I love you. What? Who? Oliver. Where's my man? Where's Oliver? Oh, I'd be in the next service. Oliver, I love Oliver. Oh, man, I love Oliver. All right, now we move into another segment called Deep Questions. All right. Parents, are y'all good? Are y'all with me? Yeah. All right, deep questions. This is from Ella. Ella's got a lot of them. Why is my dog dumb? <laughs> Ella, Ella and her parents are going to be at the 11 a.m. service, so I think we've got some questions from mom and dad on that one. I think maybe she's hearing that from somewhere. <laughs> Y'all may want to stay around for the 11 a.m. when I go in because Ella's got another question, and that is this. Why is it taking so long for my cousins to come see me? And you know what's funny is they're here this week. They're here, actually. They're going to be here at the 11 a.m. So it's a miracle. Come on. It's a miracle, see? <laughs> okay. Now, this one is from uh, uh, Brill, I guess. Brill, who? Brielle. And I just got to tell you, this one made me tear up. Every time I read it, it made me tear up. She wanted to know, how is first grade going to be? And I just kind of, like that, just supplemented first grade for every transition in my life that I was anxious about, concerned about. So what is that for you today? Is it, you're getting married, you know, what is it? You're losing a job, you've got a new job coming, you're moving, getting ready to face death. What is it for you? What's your first grade? How do you remember that? Remember that feeling, first grade? Oh, God. So here's what I want to tell Brielle. Is that right? I want to tell Brielle, and I want to tell every single one of you. I'm not real sure. But I do know this, that God knows right where you are. And he knows where you're going. And first grade does not surprise him. Okay? And you're his child, and he's going to be right there with you. Every single step of the way. And for the rest of us, whatever your first grade is, all right? He's going to be right there with you. Amen? The next one is from Dylan. (laughs) How do we deal with us and our parents? (laughs) 
Well, Dylan, that's probably an entire message series. But we talked about a couple of weeks ago that everything with God is simple. doesn't mean it's easy, but God really likes simple. Amen? So here's how you deal with your parents and how your parents deal with you. Obey, respect, honor, love, trust. Those are some key words. Remember those words. Just obey your parents. Honor your parents. And your parents to love you, to cherish you, to trust you. And then watch things get a lot easier dealing with them and them with you. Uh, This is one. Why does Lawson keep throwing animals? Well, I probably need to have a talk with Lawson. (laughs) Depending on what kind of animals he's throwing. I don't know if he's throwing zoo animals. I don't know if I want to talk to him or not. Or pets. We need to talk to Lawson. Maybe he's throwing Legos or animal crackers. Maybe that's what it is, all right? And then our final segment, I think. Yes, our final segment today. And this is, as as, uh, Jordan mentioned... The most questions were asked about this one, questions about heaven. I love this. I love the fact that our children, who are a long way off from worrying about getting there, we're the ones that should be thinking about heaven, right? They're thinking about it. They're already wondering what it's like. And a lot of them ask some of the same questions. And I want to start with the question I think that's on all of our minds about heaven is, this is from Paisley, what food is in heaven? (laughs) Come on, anybody want to know that? Well, Kristen, hopefully cheese, right? (laughs) Hopefully cheese. You know, it doesn't say a lot about what food is going to be in heaven, but here's what I do know. We will not need food to survive, but there's going to be food there, so that must mean that the food is there is for us to enjoy. Come on, can I hear an Amen. Not worried about, is that organic? Come on, it's in heaven. Of course it's all organic. It's all right. Yeah. Adio wants to know, what does heaven look like? What does heaven look like? There's some scripture references that are going to come up on the, on the screen behind me, and, and you can jot those down. This is where I found all of this. So Adia, there's going to be streets of gold. There's going to be gates of pearl. And as we've learned before, that's not multiple pearls. That's one pearl. Each gate is going to be made of one pearl. That's a big pearl, right? And you all know what I always say afterwards. If you think the pearl's big, can you imagine the oysters over there? That's incredible, right? You got to think about that because that takes you back to food, right? That's right. Listen, kids, we're almost done. Listen, here we go. There's also mansions. Everybody say mansions. Mansions, Mansions, the Bible talks about. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow that, and not just one side of it, it circles like this. So you're going to get to see the other side of the rainbow in heaven. Isn't that cool? A crystal river is there. A shiny sea. It's full of light. So that's that's what heaven looks like. It's gold and Pearls and glitter and just, oh, man, all the ladies say, yeah. And, man, I'm sure there's going to be some leather there somewhere. Okay, come on, I just believe it. Wood somewhere. Ezra, Ella, and Dylan want to know, what is heaven like? Well, heaven is the most magical place you can imagine. The Bible says it's peaceful, and yet it's fun. The Bible says you're going to meet 
friends there that you haven't seen in a long time, friends you didn't even know you had. You're going to have new best friends in heaven. Isn't that going to be cool? Family is going to be there. That's what heaven's going to be like. Look at this, Revelations 21. Now, y'all listen, okay? This is awesome. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, this is how I picture that loud shout. Yay! All right, yay! Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. Look. So no sickness, no death, no one will ever leave. Nothing evil is allowed to enter in. There's no tears there. But look at this last one. All these things are gone forever. Forever. So parents that have cried and children that cry, no more in heaven. No more sadness. No more pain. No more despair. And the other thing is, there will be no time there. There's no time. It's going to last forever and ever and ever. Now, when I was a kid, and I would think about that like, oh, my goodness, that's a long, long time, you know? But let me explain to you what that means, okay? Fiona, have you ever been doing something, and then you have to stop doing it? You know, something you really like? Yeah? Like, yeah? She wouldn't go into a discussion here, okay? (laughs) All right, we'll come back to that, okay? How many of you ever been doing something you really, really like and right in the middle, all right, it's time to go. We got to go. Raise your hand. Have you ever done that? Like you're playing, you're, you're having fun, you're sleeping, whatever it is that you like to do. And it's like, all right, that's over. Everybody out of the pool. Let's go. Listen, that never happens in heaven. Never. It never stops. The fun never ends. Man, you talk about partying in the USA. We're going to be partying in heaven. Come on. It's going to be amazing. And the most important part, Hills Kids, is this. Revelations 22 tells us this, that we will get to see Jesus' face and be with Him forever. Remember, He loves children. He cannot wait for you to get there to be with Him. And the last question today comes from our very own superstar, Mackenzie. And that is, when will we go to heaven? Well, Mackenzie, no person really knows Matter of fact, the Bible says that. Jesus actually said when they asked him, he said, look, why are you asking me? Only my father knows. So even in Jesus' time on earth, he wouldn't answer that question. He always deferred to the father. The father knows what's... And he said this, not even the angels. They don't even know. They have no idea. Only God knows. But let me read a couple of passages of scripture. Look at this. All the Hills kids, y'all listening? Everybody listening? All right, look at this. Mark chapter 13 and 32 says, However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not in the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the fathers knows. Only God knows. But we do know this, that Jesus is preparing a place for us to be with him. Look at this, John 14 and 2. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If this were not so... Would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. So all the kids look at me. We don't know when we're going to heaven. Some of us may go a little sooner than others. But we do know this, that when our 
when our house gets ready, when our room gets ready, whenever he puts the last nail, golden nail into that diamond wall, then you're going to heaven. Right? And he's not going to let you go before it's finished. He's he's not going to let you show up there and have to do some remodeling. He's getting it ready for all of us. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to be in heaven even more than ever. The fact that he's there preparing a place and getting it ready for us. And here's how we go to heaven. We ask him to forgive us of our sins. We ask Jesus into our heart. We make a commitment to live a godly life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then God takes care of the rest. Amen. I want you to thank all these Hills kids for their amazing questions today. They're good. Man. Let's close your eyes. I want to pray for you, okay?